ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Cox ATA, martial arts, elite adventure begins, comics, games, and more, proudly bring to you the reigning, undisputed radio tag team champions of the galaxy, the Captain Joey Savage, Corey DLG, we are nerd, the radio That was like such the like <sighs> 90s late night guy. I know. Man. You I'm were like, good at this is Joey Savage, the Night Wolf. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> we're going coast to coast. <laughs> this first track from Al Green's band. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to us on Connors FM 104.5, 106.1. Sister Stations. Worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Check the uh, Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. Hit the thumbs up, like us, follow us, see what's going on. Now we're going to play with you some Chumba Wumba. Yeah, I get knocked down. So, when that song came out, yeah, uh, I was listening to, there was a station, and I think it might have been 97.5 at the time in Houston. It's dead and gone now. But it played, like, club mixes of music. Really? So, like, all the songs it played, like, any song, like, if a new song came out, they wouldn't play the version of it, like, the, the studio version. They would play, like, remixes and stuff. Okay. So... Like the version of Chumbawamba Tub Thumping that I knew was like this, like, bang, 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 but it was like this all like, like seventh grade Corey in his yeah. room, and like reading comics, reading comics, writing comic book stories, listening to like <laughs> crazy club tracks. A lot of them were like, uh, this is like sipping on OJ. <laughs> this is like late '90s, so a lot of them are like, sp- this is like when Spanish influence first came into club music. So like, there's a lot of songs where it's like half Spanish, half English, and I yeah. don't know what's going on in the songs at all. But I'm having a blast. Like I loved it because it was it was high energy. So I, like I dug the energy, right? But so fast forward, I'm at Splash Town one time, and I'm trying to mack on this girl, a little 13 year old me. And I'll never forget it because I felt so stupid. We're in the wave pool, and I'm talking to this girl, and we're like, ah, nah. and so all of a sudden she's like, I love this song, the uh, Chumbawamba, but it's it's uh it's like the the real version. Yeah, and so like it's just got, like the, those like mandolin guitars, and it's like Bing 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 Bing. I get knocked down. And so then I, I was. I was like, that's not, I don't, this isn't, all I hear is these weird, like, guitars. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, that's Chumbawamba. And then she's got this look on her face like, we can't talk anymore. You are clearly the dumb one. We are not friends any longer. And I didn't realize this whole time the station was playing the remixes, like, because I was, because I didn't, you don't hear another version of the song, and I didn't think. Because you'd never change the radio. Yeah, because I. One station man. Because it was, uh, it was all energy, like, where was I going to go? These guys were throwing a party all day long. <laughs> I guess. I guess that's the way you look at it. Also, one time, they had really cool DJs. One time, their DJ played the Celine Dion Titanic song 45 times in a row, like over an hour span, because people kept calling in and telling him to stop. So he just kept doing it? Yeah, he was like, this is the request line, not the non-request line. Are sure you're not talking about 104? No, 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 no. our friend Adam Smasher would have done back then. It does seem like it. Do you remember when you told that story where like somebody was trying to win a contest and they ran over their wife on accident? Yeah. That's... Oh, man. Good times. I think when that song came out, I want to say it was on like FIFA '98 or FIFA yeah, it was on one of the games. Yes, so like I played it all the time, and like that song was just over and over <laughs> and over. So that song to me is synonymous with soccer. El football. Uh, there was a Green Day song. Now I don't remember which one, but there was a Green Day song that was like nonstop. With uh, one of the Maddens. No, really? no, no, no. It was a Blink-82 song. Yeah, that was on Madden... Ooh. Oh, six or six. No. I think it was like the newer Madden. Like Madden 10, Madden 12, something like that. Uh, Maybe Madden 10. Because it was like... It's one of their later songs. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Green Day, have you uh, heard their new song yet? Uh, No, I didn't... Well, I guess I have to. I, they announced the tour. I'm actually excited about this tour. Uh, they... So they all three bands released new music the same day they released. Did they really? Yeah, the Green Day song is pretty awesome. You hate Green Day, but it sounds nothing like any other Green Day. Song but it's so ever. weird when you say you hate Green Day because yeah. all I think about are their hits, and I'm always like, I don't like any of their hits. I don't understand. I don't that. like any of their hits. Um, this song sounds nothing, nothing like, like any okay. Green Day right. song they've ever. So then it's made. your favorite Green Day song. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you're, such, you're such a weirdo. Yeah, so it's Green Day, Weezer, and Fallout Boy. Yeah. <laughs> it's driving me nuts. So you know, uh, you know ninety-four five the buzz, whatever. They're in Houston. They don't, they're not a competitor. But uh, <laughs> you just want to say like the biggest radio. Like we're better than them. <laughs> but, uh, 
One this the, is how petty you are on some level. We're like, nobody gets any free money. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> Dinah has since left the show. Yeah, she so put her two weeks notice. They called me, but I was like, pretty tied up here, man. They did it. I don't have but time. But they, um, they brought this new chick to fill in, and her voice is so annoying. Like it is. I haven't heard it. I haven't. Super annoying. But all week long, every time she reads about this, she's like, uh, the Hella Mega Whatever Tour featuring Green Day, Weezer, and Fallout Boys. I'm like, man, <laughs> I really want to go see Fallout Fall Boys. Boys. It's like Fallout Boys. Like it's not Fallout Boys. It's just Fallout Boy. It, it wouldn't be so bad if her voice wasn't already annoying. And it Man, just bugging me. Every there were so many it. people. So I saw that in the post where they made the announcement on Facebook, and it just was one of those things that reminded me that like the internet <sighs> is yeah. a terrible place. There were so many people who were like, "Great, I could finally listen to the show again." When when the, like the announcement went up that Dinah was leaving, and I was like, she's been on the show for like four years, five years. I think. So what? You haven't listened in four years, years, but you're still a Facebook group member, and you're yeah. still talking and commenting on stuff. Yeah, I think Alex has been there almost three now. Jeez, time has gone by. I mean, he's been on that show as long as we've been doing this show. Yeah, so three, yeah, three uh, and a half, three. We've been doing this three years. Oh my god. Yeah. Why are we still doing this? You think we're better at it? No. <laughs> I think we're not worse. At all. <laughs> not, not at all. <laughs> uh, so what's been going on since um? We do, we last um, got together here? got together yeah. and uh, tore down the radio waves on Conroe and, and made sweet sweet love by the firelight. Nothing really has happened. Nothing. No, nothing's going on. No, nothing. You know what I will say? Like we broke the news about the vinyl CD, and like Monday and Tuesday of this week, it was like all over. I know you kept sending me links, and I was like, "Well, we're the trendsetters. We set stuff." But we do that, right? Like it's mostly me who does it. But that time you did it, where I like did. you 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 were right on the pulse of it. I was on the pulse. But that is an interesting. Little tidbit that this like vinyl is outselling CDs again. It is. That is a weird thing. Like it's a statement about collectability and what what the market looks like and where music sales are and what are people actually buying and like people now are spending money on non product products, right? Like yeah. non physical things. Um, yeah, it's been a it's it's been a funny week. <laughs> um, <laughs> stupid Nico. <laughs> I don't think Nico Nico is a stupid. <laughs> I think you're just more mad at the story because. You didn't get anything back. It was. It's like. It's like when someone keeps your change. Is that a pet peeve? Like, uh, no. it's, what if? No. What about when it's a lot of change? Like they're going to buy a coke and you hand them a twenty dollar bill. So and they keep nineteen dollars. Yeah, they come back with oh, like. Yeah, they come back with like fifteen bucks in a coke and they're like, "Thank you." Oh yeah, I don't. I've, I've never met an asshole who's done that yet. <laughs> I can say that on, on the radio. I oh yeah, you I checked. checked. Yeah, you went FCC on I me. I did. Um, That's no. right. I, I said the S word. Uh, uh, um, if it's five dollars or less. Fine. I just paid a service for you to do sure. for me. Sure. Uh, but so so here's what happened, uh, listener world, and you guys can you know message way in on this. Yeah. So Facebook.com backslash Nerd Big Radio. Oh, there you go. You're welcome. So uh, Nico, uh, so been working on the car, so I'm not running around this week, and Nico's helping me out. We're getting some of the some of my comic books mailed out, and so I got them all bundled up in packages and ready to go, and I got addresses on them, and I hand them to Nico, and I was like, hey, why are you running around this week? Go ahead and mail these off. And I gave him what the pricing should have been. It should have been about $14 worth of stamps to mail out what I gave him. I said, a book of stamps is $12, so you'll have to buy two books. But we'll have a bunch of stamps left over. So I guess in his head he heard it's going to be $24. Okay. Right? I mean, and that's basically what happens. So then he goes to the, the place, the little, like one of those little post off like mailbox stores where they do it for you, you know? And he basically just gave it to them, and they rang it up, and they're and they're going to ship it. And I guess they did, like, individual scans and all that. And he goes, yeah, it was 24 bucks anyway, so I just went ahead and did it that way and paid them cash. And he goes, it's the same. And I was like, it's not the same. I think it's brilliant. It's not the same, though. Bec- you know it's not the same. It's not the same because— No, no, he, it's not the same. If he just spent the 24, tactic. If he just spent the 24 on the stamps— you would have stamps. Of I would. He would have brought me back stamps. I would have right. gotten about 17, 16 stamps brilliant. to mail out more comic books. That's my problem. Is like this is all coming out of my shipping budget on all this. Right, but so you're my, not doing it yourself. Right. You've this now got this time he ran an errand for me. Your work for you. So even though I gave him the guidelines, like it's going to be two books of stamps, because the guy at the counter, I guess, just offered to be like, oh, I'll just ring these up, no problem. And so he goes like, yeah, that's easiest. I'll do that. So when he came back and he's explaining to me what he did, I was like, okay, but. He was like, it's the same either way. And I was like, well, no, because if you'd have bought the books of stamps, I'd have like 15 stamps. It's not the same both ways. You're right. (laughs) It's not. Like, do this, and then you're going to bring me back my stamps, and I'm going to pay you $24. So you're – Yeah. I'm not not paying you anything to do this for me. You're doing it on the kindness of your heart. But it's not – yeah, it's not the same. Now, this part, like, 
if you came to me and said, hey, uh, go get two stamp, do this for me, do this for me, like, okay. All right, well, he's going to give me 24 bucks anyways. Like, I'm just going to give it to one person, let them do it, that I'm done with it. <laughs> I ain't got to worry about it. It's shipped. I'm done. Uh, I mean, I guess. I suppose. Like, eh. You're just salty because you were <laughs> expecting to pay $24 I was and getting something in return. For $24, I wanted 15 stamps back. Right. <laughs> how much do stamps cost? Uh, $12 for a book of how much 20. You, so how many, are they at 35 cents still? Or are they I, I have, I don't know. I didn't even bother so with that part. So you basically paid 15 stamps for someone to do your, your errand yes. for you. Yeah. yeah. Pretty fair. I mean, I got to chalk it up to like the favor world. Like, yep, okay, yep. I'm, I'm, I, it is what it is, but it's pretty obvious that when we were going over things, like true, the circus music was playing and he was like, dee, 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 and then he's he was like, like he's <laughs> yeah, he was just thinking about carrots and, um, and what's that game he plays? Why shorts? Why shorts? That's all that was Weiss going through his or whatever. Mind yeah, he was like, yeah, he was thinking about cards. What was he saying? Twenty four bucks to ship it? Okay, yeah, cool, yeah. that is the same. Give me yeah. twenty four bucks. Okay, uh, cool. okay, all right. I like it, and I'm done. <laughs> but yeah, like when he came back and I said it, he was like, "Well, I mean, it's kind of the same." And I was like, no. "It's definitely not the same, Nico." <laughs> However, I am gonna take your side that you got the job done and you're coming. <laughs> yeah, listen, they're shipped out. Like on that note. And they're done. I can't. Like, I got zero complaints. They're shipped out. I mean, I do the same thing. Like, when I'm at work, and they're like, "Hey, here's fifty bucks. Go buy this, this, and this." I'm like, "Okay." So here's what do I do. On s- here's what I do on stuff like that. I spend it all. I I will, if they give me fifty bucks and they give me a list, and the list is like thirty dollars, I might buy slightly higher quality stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, if there's the cheap one and the more expensive one, I'll go ahead and buy the more expensive. Yeah, I'm not bringing change back. But I'll like what I'll do instead of keeping changes. I'll buy like a monster for myself or something, and then bring them the rest of the change. I'll be like, or "You bought me a monster. Here's your six dollars." Or if they're like, someone else is like, "Hey, for ten bucks, I'll get the thirty dollars worth of, worth of item." Okay, cool. Now you do it, and then I'll just tell them all the money's gone, <laughs> and it's done. I guess there's really nothing they can say at that point, right? Because like yeah. they gave it to you and walked away. You gave it to me, and I got the job done. <laughs> Let's jump out to a break. When we come back, Corey's got some uh, interesting Elmo news. You're listening to Nerd Bug. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses. Be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. Woo! Yeah, next up, we have a smooth song (laughs) from the band Oleander. Oh, man. Just kidding, it's not good. There's no Oleander. What was the Oleander song? I just listened to it the other day when I was doing my back through time. Uh, I could see the cover of the album where like the girl's doing the, the uh, handless cartwheel. Yeah. But I don't. I can't think of the song. I'll find it real quick. Yeah, Let's Oleander. Man. Uh, like It's right in that era of like Vertical Horizon. 90, 99, baby. And um, Why I'm Here. That's the one. Why I'm here. Yeah. I can get 30 seconds of this, right? Yeah. Wait, it's 99. Is it old enough yet? No. This isn't the one I'm thinking of. This is their biggest hit. What's the other, what's the other one? Um, here's a reason why I'm here. Uh, did, you, did you get that? Yeah, no, I got Good. it. Good. <laughs> I walked uh, just a bit away. Um, I don't know what you're thinking of. I th- There's I don't nobody with doing a cartwheel on the cover. Oh, uh, maybe I'm thinking of the wrong people. There's a robot. Uh, that's about it. Maybe I maybe I'm totally thinking of the wrong band. You are. 
You know what you're not thinking bad about? What am I not My friend, about? the Nerd Ninja Cox, ATA Martial oh, Arts. Oh, bring it. As the leader of martial arts in North Houston with three convenient locations, we got the Conroe, we got the Woodlands, we got the Magnolia. Uh, if you're listening to this radio station or listening to this podcast anywhere in the northern hemisphere of Houston, you can go train in the art of Taekwondo. Yeah. They've got programs for the tots, the school age kids, the teenagers, young adults, middle adults, senior adults. They fit programs that fit your needs. Yeah. You mentioned Nerd Thug Radio. They will give you two free weeks of training. 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 Because at Cox ATA Martial Arts, we teach life skills, we build leaders, and we leave a legacy. Legacy. I don't know why I'm doing like an, I guess it's an OA 90s DJ day. Yeah, like so. I had a great running joke with a buddy. Actually, it was uh, it was Hayden himself, not a friend of, but the original. The original Hayden. Uh, where we were like, we would throw air horn sounds on like the dumbest things, just talking about because we talked about how like in like '90s rap, the hype man was like air horn guy, right? Right. Because they'd right. be like, because Jay Z'd be like, uh, uh, and then the hype guy'd be like, best rapper alive. It's so like we just started doing it like on like work things. Like, cause we shared an office, and then like when the other person in the office wasn't there, <laughs> like if one of us said something like, "Hey, I got to email so and hey, do you have a number for so and so? I got to call him and check on this order." Oh yeah, yeah, I talked to Tom over at this and that. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> <laughs> Air horn it up. <laughs> I love it. So uh, you got some exciting news coming down the pipeline. Yeah, this is this is huge. This actually, it's okay. So I cover on my on my on my blog that I that I write for Sports Map. Shameless plug. Uh, absolutely. I th- I talk about the streaming war, and I've been talking about it on this show, too, for about two years now. That we're kind of getting to the streaming war where people are trying to make these exclusive content, and they're trying to trick you into... Like, eventually we're going to have, like, nine services, and then they're going to whittle their way down to, like, a big three or four. Just like the networks did. Um, so, Apple TV... We'll do Apple first, because I, I, this is the one I know the least. They just released a trailer for a new Jason Momoa show, and I okay. believe it's called Sight. And Sight. the premise of the show, this is where it's like, okay, the premise of the show is it's a post-apocalyptic world after nuclear fallout, and Jason Momoa and like his little tribe of people are all blind, and then... Is this one of those stupid bird box movies thing? No, but it's a show, and then his wife or his lady or whatever, she has a baby, and Jason, somehow they know the baby's crying, and Jason Momoa like, this this one will be special. She will have sight. This sounds dumb. It j- it really does. I'm out. And I kind of think, I think Jason Momoa. We you we've said this before. I, I listen. I love Jason Momoa. Like when the guy appears on things on public and does publicity and stuff, he, he kills it. Right. He brings an energy. Right, he's exciting. I mean, besides Aquaman, what has he really done? He has no career. Zero career. He was called. He was called Drago for like. Half a season. And then, like, the last three episodes of that season, he's unconscious. I want yeah. my DVDs back, by the way. No. <laughs> and then and then he does uh, Frontier for Netflix. And then he does Aquaman. And, like, I don't, like, there's not a lot of other stuff. He did a really bad movie about, like, bad heroin. Um, that was the uh, autobiography, autobiography of my life. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't think so. But, uh, <laughs> but like, he doesn't have a lot... It's a weird career for him to be "quote unquote" famous for, right? And I'm sure he's banking. Like I'm sure it's a lot of sponsorships and a lot of other stuff. And hopefully he had a great Aquaman contract. He does the Justice League movie and he does Aquaman. And I think all the Justice League people were signed for two movies, so they got paid. Usually they do. That is usually how those contracts work. Um, so to me, like I'm sure he's financially okay. But well, let's I, I'm take some chances. I wrote this blind movie. I, I guess, so, but I also think he's always looking for like. I feel like he's trying to challenge himself, but he in like in a poor way. He's one of those guys who's not getting the right advice. No, you know what I mean. Hey, Jason, you need a good manager. I know a guy. His <laughs> name's Joey Savage. Holla at your boy. Like I just feel like a lot of the roles he takes. Mm. Yeah, right. And this one doesn't seem like Mm-mm. it's gonna. Aquaman, great. Aquaman, great. Right. I wanted to re-say it again. That's fine. Uh, okay. And so then the other big news. So. This is just sad, first of all. I want to say this first. I think it's messed up that they took away funding from PBS and PBS couldn't afford Sesame Street anymore. Because that's what happened. I, first of all, super disappointed in that. Yeah. 
That's a massive letdown. Everybody, I don't care how you vote or what you do politically, everybody should be mad at their congresspeople for that. Like, anybody who didn't put money into PBS for Sesame Street, like, where are you? Like, what is Sesame Street, man? I don't, like, who is the person who takes sides against Sesame Street? Ugh. I don't understand that. I don't understand it, and I don't like it, and it's it's disappointing. Um, it reminds me of when Mr. Rogers had to testify before Congress because they were going to cut PBS funding. It's like 40 years ago. And uh, they were going to cut, like, the endowment for the arts. And Mr. Rogers, in three minutes, convinced, like, the most hardcore conservative, like, budget hawk that his show had value and PBS was worthwhile. PBS has value. It does. And so, it does, but it doesn't matter. It's gone. So HBO stepped in and picked up Sesame Street, which is great. HBO recognizes Sesame Street is an icon and it's worthwhile keeping. But not everybody not on, on HBO. H- the people who need Sesame Street now, now can't, can't afford to watch it. Right. And so apparently there's talks that one of the possible replacements for Game of Thrones, because HBO is, they're doing like four Game of Thrones prequels, but those are years out. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. And they're looking for other stuff to kind of the back end of next year to fill out the schedule and things of that nature. And the front end, the front end of the year, and all that, and so uh, one of the things they're landing on is Elmo Late Night, huh? <laughs> and I don't know. Is there a premise for it? Okay, I didn't read the article because I didn't want to mess it up because I have an idea for like what it should be. Okay, so Elmo Late Night. So I've got three different options here. Okay. Option one: Elmo has a talk show like Seth Meyers or Jimmy Fallon. Okay. And like Elmo sits down and interviews celebrities. Standard. Yeah, but, like, it would be with Elmo there, not, like, a celebrity. Yeah, it'd be the Elmo puppet. Yeah, and so, like, Elmo would do the opening monologue and all that, right? Yeah. So like, It'd be he'd like Letterman, it'd be but like, with Elmo. It would be exactly, like, 100% same lame-o night show that everyone else does, but it's Elmo but doing it's it. It's Elmo, and it's the guys, the band. Yes. and The Muppet the band. The Muppet band? Yeah. I don't know, I almost kind of even want to have a real band, like, the only no, Muppet. No, I want the Muppet you band. You want the Muppet band? Okay, yeah. I'm alright with that. Uh, but so, so like, but like they dress him every day. So like he's wearing slightly different wardrobe every day. It's not just, Elmo, like, we're not going to Jason Siegel should be his like sidekick. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, is that the one that was in the movie? Yeah. He's the one who brought, he's the reason they made the movie. Yeah. He uh, should be the sidekick. What's the, what's, what's Conan O'Brien's buddy's name? Uh, uh Andy. Fat Andy. Yeah. Yeah. He could be, he could be Andy. He's the Andy. He's yeah. the Andy. Yeah. So like, I really want Elmo to like be sitting there today on the <laughs> Today on the news, if you watched it, they said that Donald Trump missed his flight. <laughs> this guy can't get anything right, am I right? <laughs> it's so like the whole like it's just opening like a straight comedian opening monologue, like Bill Clinton jokes and the whole bit, and then like goes into it and he's like, "So tell me about your movie, Katy Perry." Yeah. And so like <laughs> Katy Perry has to sit there and be like, "Well, Talk Elmo, to Elmo. <laughs> I'll be his first guest." <laughs> I, uh, I, Tom Hanks was Conan's first guest on all of his shows. I like. I feel like there's somebody who would be like, I will be Elmo's guest. I'll do it. Um. So that's my that's my one idea. My other idea is like, if it's gonna be late night HBO, like, how do you not just go like crazy with it and almost do like a like an Elmo Breaking Bad scenario where like Elmo's on hard times and Elmo needs money because the rent is due. What does an American do these day and age? So Elmo's like selling his Muppet body for things. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Or it could be like some, yeah, like a Adult Swim type cartoon show. Like it's, it's still kind of like uh, the Codin, but it's like all animated. So it's, it's all animated. Muppet, <laughs> but like he's interviewing like other like cartoon people. Like, like oh, like he's interviewing Rick and Morty. Like, or he's so interviewing tell me about Archer. Your new season. Or he's <laughs> interviewing Archer. Or uh, that would Peter be from uh, whatever. You know what that would be like? What's up? That would be like that old Space Ghost show. Yeah. Where like they up. showed up on the TV and all that. That would be really cool. Yeah, be like that would be cool. He's interviewing cartoon characters, but like still acting like, today I have Bart Simpson on the show. <laughs> Bart and Homer. <laughs> and like Bart's not allowed to say certain things because of Disney now. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I think that'd be really great. Now, I would get it done because HBO is not really part of that family, but. I mean, I don't see. So here's the thing that I have an issue with is there's all kinds of fair use and parody and humor. Yeah. Room in the copyright. Uh, also, there's like public figure like these people like but the Simpsons cartoon characters, public figures. The Simpsons are famous. Yeah, absolutely. Like the Simpsons. Everyone knows what they are, who they are and where they are. So you don't even have to introduce Bart as Bart. You could just say my friend from Fox and then just have Bart Simpson on there and never call him Bart Simpson. And you would get around it. 
Um, but the thing of it is, is Disney is so, the word is litigious, like they sue all the time. Yeah. So. You have to be careful there. But people still, people would be fearful. There's tons of other cartoon characters you could bring onto this. And then my last one would be like Elmo goes around the world, and so like Elmo would like be going like almost like Anthony Bourdain, yeah, but with Elmo. <laughs> so like he's doing all these different journeys, like he's showing like hiking. Like there's a real like Yurka like hiking up the Himalayas, and then there's a like the puppeteer guy like dying <laughs> and like Elmo's walking up the mountain. Like I think it would just be so Elmo <laughs> after dark. <laughs> wow. I think it would be so HBO, ridiculous. It's a stretch, my man. But I think if you go with my idea, you can pull it off. I th- or one of your ideas. I think there's some room there. Then you can do it. All right, let's jump out to break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more. You're listening to Nerd Thug Radio. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses. Be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. Radio, yo, yo, yo. He gets more obnoxious. I'm <laughs> Captain Joey Savage. He's Corey DLG. You're listening to us on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Sister station. Worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Dot Oh, no, that, that got better, actually. Did it? No, 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 no. You know what is good? What is good? Adventures. Is the adventure begins good? <laughs> the Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More on 1488 is an awesome place to get out there. Uh, we love them. They're one of our favorite things. Uh, what you need to be doing is going out there and hanging out with us. We're there a lot. They're there all the time. they got comics, games, and more. Well-lit, family-friendly, They knowledgeable staff, friendly staff, awesome staff. Sunday, this Sunday from 2 to 6 p.m., they have cosplay and crafting. It's the monthly meetup for that. Um, and so they're going to be showing people how to do some like cosplaying stuff. If you ever want to get into it, this would be a good time to go and kind of pick up tips from some experts. And then also they're just going to have people there working on stuff, and you can kind of be social while you get your cosplay on. Because that could be kind of a lonely gig. Everybody get your cosplay on. Uh, I didn't know where you were going with that, but I like it. Uh, and then Monday, September 16th from 68 p.m., it's Chaz's Awesome Trivia Night. Got a brain full of useless knowledge? I know you do. Um, Me? Yeah. I do, actually. <laughs> I do, too. It's free to play. First, second, and third place all get prizes as well as bonus giveaways. This is a BYOB event, so you might want to stop by their neighbor Taps and just check it out. You know, just maybe get well, something. You can and get beer from there. Yeah, actually, you can. They sell, they, they'll can you beer. Oh, really? Yeah, it's cool. I saw the chick doing it last time I was there, and I was like. Because it, it was a chick you saw her. I'm I mean, I was already noticing don't her. Don't deny it. Uh, well, no, I mean, she's it was a pretty girl behind the bar. But then she literally gets out this apparatus. And then, like, they seal the top of, like, a two. I was like, what is going on? Was here? it a red jumpsuit apparatus? Do you feel like a man when you push her around? Do you? Story of your life. Uh, <laughs> uh, September 21st is Batman Day. That's the big one. Did you say December 21st? September 21st. Oh, you said December. I'm yeah, like, we're planning ahead. We're pushing really yeah. hard. Uh, Batman Day. It's Batman, the Joker, and a replica of the 1960s Batmobile. It's going to be there from 2 to 6 p.m. We are th- we are planning to be out there as well and hanging out. We're going to record some segments, so come visit us. We're going to get some work in there. Uh, there's going to be a costume contest. If you come in costume, you get to enter into the prize, uh, into the contest. They're going to do a drawing at 6 p.m. that night. You do not have to be present to win. No, uh, you don't. You don't. Also, they're going to be doing an upcoming Spider-Man number one release party Wednesday, September 18th. Uh, J.J. Abrams and his son Henry are have written a Spider-Man number one. 
And the adventure begins. We're going to have a Spider-Man launch party. Interesting. And then we have a big HeroClix event coming up September 27th. Wrong. September. That feels right. No, it feels totally wrong. It is September 29th. Ooh. It's a Sunday, remember? Oh, that is way wrong. September the 29th. Oh, it's the 27th. It's Friday. I see what you did there. Okay. It's Sunday at 1 p.m. So come out. Come hang out with us. Uh, there's going to be store credit on the line, a lot of it. So yep, yep, it's, yep, it's yep, a good yep. time. Come yep, hang yep, out. Yep, yep, yep. All right. So I just Speaking did like a three-minute ad for the adventure oh beginning. Gosh. <laughs> like they paid you enough. Uh, speaking of comics, they pay me in rubles and love. I don't know about that. Uh, speaking of comics, though, you something you want to talk about? This show has turned into oh what does Corey want to talk about? Well, listen, when you're this, when you're the talent, you pretty much you. This is how it works. If right. Antonio Brown has taught me nothing, is that I wasn't making enough demands. Yeah, let's see what else did he tell you. <laughs> <laughs> this is you're the talent. So one in every two hundred and forty-five episodes, you get to choose what you want. Before talk we get about. into that, real quick, I just want to ask you this. I know it's not Netflix sports, but everyone's seeing all the news and all the media and all that. Um, and ESPN, all the so Drew Rosenhaus has now been on ESPN like four times to defend Antonio Brown in the last week. Yeah. Uh, the latest thing came out that he's being sued civilly. For sexual harassment. Yeah. And ESPN had their legal analyst come on, and he made the point specifically to say that, listen, in America, anyone can sue anyone for anything. Yep. The burden of proof doesn't occur until the trial. There's right. not a minimum. So they wanted, to, like, they wanted to be very fair to him about that, which I think is appropriate. I also think you investigate it. I think, like, this is a civil issue, so let it go through the civil stuff. But one of the questions asked by ESPN to Drew Rosenhaus was, did you make the Patriots aware before they signed him? Do you does that matter to you? And do you think they should have? Do you think like how do you land on all that? Um. So you know when you go to uh, to fill out a job application, they ask you like if you ever been arrested, you convicted of a felony, yeah, yeah, this yeah, or that. Yeah. You drug I lie test, on all those, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Now there are plenty of instances where maybe you are in the process of getting charged for felony. Uh, you don't tell them, they find out, they let you go anyways. Right. So. Best policy, I feel like, just get it all out on the table. Especially whenever you're dealing with $10 million. Like, hey, they got this going on. So you think from Drew Rosenhaus and Antonio Brown's side, they, should have they probably, and we don't know if they did or didn't, because right. the answer from everybody is we're not going to elaborate on that. So you they think should've. they probably should have. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume that they did. Yeah. Drew Rosenhaus, I think, he, I think he knows there's enough bad juju going on on this. Right. That he was like, hey, listen, we're expecting a lawsuit to be filed. Uh, but it's a civil thing. It's not criminal. There are no charges. Blah blah blah. If you're the Patriots, should that have given you pause? Should it have? Uh, and I'm willing to add in everything together here. So the whole other stuff, and then add this to it. I think the whole situation would give me a reason to be like, eh. But again, I'm the Patriots, so like you don't worry about character. I don't care. Yeah, they, I mean, they. I mean, how long have they had Josh Gordon? Right. Um, they'll give people second chances. Cowboys are pretty notorious for that. When you're when you're that big of a team, and you you're you're making that much money and you're winning that much, I don't think you really care because no matter what you do, everyone outside of Boston is probably gonna hate you anyways. Okay. Now, if you're some mid level team that's really worried and money's tight, yeah, it's a huge deal. Let's re let's rethink this. What kind of publicity is it gonna bring to us? Uh, but when you're the Patriots, eh, who cares? When you're the Yankees, eh, who cares? The Lakers. Who cares? Well, see, but certain teams kind of avoid that stuff. Right, they do. Right, like just out of kid, just uh, like they, they can do. be a top tier, but they just go. We just don't. We're deal just with not going to deal with that. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, you've got some people who are notorious. All they want to do is win. They want to win, but they're willing to give people who need second and third chances second and third chances as long as they're winners. Right, as yeah. long as they're winners. Right, correct. Yeah, if they struggle, and that's something actually I think starting to drive Nico crazy about sports because he'll be like, as long as they're good at football. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, no, yeah, but for if sure. You're good at something. I mean, yeah. that goes for anything. Like, it really does. If you're a good salesman, but you've got a bad track record, well, hey, we know he can sell some stuff. We'll give him a shot. Yeah. If you're a good movie ticket ticket taker, but right. uh, you might drink too much, but he's really good at taking those. He tickets. gets those tickets torn. Let's let's give him a second shot. You know, it's no, just it definitely happens. When it you're definitely when does. you're successful at something or good at something, you tend to get a pass above those who are mediocre or not good at it. I don't argue that. I really right. don't. Uh, I I. I think the Patriots feel like they can take a hit on anything, but I'm a little surprised that if they knew about this lawsuit, that they still signed him. I'm a little surprised about that. But Robert Kraft was the one who got in trouble for the other stuff and, like, flat out was angry the whole time about it and defiant. 
And then when he when he came out, there was a video. He just issued an apology, but then fought it in court and didn't get in trouble for any of it. Yeah. At the end of the day, zero trouble for any of it. Well, I mean, it's just it's it's just one of those things, right? Like, you know, I I'm not a big fan of what uh, the Antonio Brown saga has entailed. Yeah, it's, like I'm it's not been a big a fan of what he's done um, and how he went about doing what he did. And I think we we didn't talk about it on the show, but we talked about it. Yeah, personally, yeah, not yeah. a fan of what he did to the Raiders. Um, no, or the Steelers for that matter. However, I do find it really funny that dudes had plenty of money for a long time. Him and this trainer haven't been together for a little bit, and, and they couldn't. And they couldn't. And now she wants to like and not criminal charges, civil. civil. I just want she just wants her money. I, 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 I'm, I'm on this one. I'm trying to wait for some facts, right? But I, I, it doesn't. It smells fishy on the front. It, it does. Listen, and it and listen. I want to make this really clear to everybody in the universe. I'm not saying no one, someone's not entitled to be compensated. That's why civil exists for this exact purpose. Right. But I do feel like you've got to go a certain order, and I feel like you need to press criminal first and then do civil. Now, if it turns out she went to the police and they declined and they were like, oh, we don't believe you, yeah, okay, yeah. fine, 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 fine. That, then I'm, do then whatever, I'm, yeah. yeah. But if it turns out like she never did any of that and this is the only thing she's done about it, I have – I do mm. – it, it – it doesn't help her credibility. It makes it easy for Antonio Brown and the Patriots and anyone else to say she's looking for the money. Right. But then on the same, on the flip side, I don't know what she's gone through. If something yeah. happened emotionally, because I've never been in the situation. And, you know, that's. It yeah, I don't want to take away from her. Exactly. All that kind of stuff. But it just, to me, it just, it seems weird that all these things are happening at one time. From the outside. From the outside. Yes, I agree with that. And I do, I also think if, if Antonio Brown had done it and this is pure pe- speculation i think the first check he writes after he gets his 30 million from the raiders is to her to, to make that stop here can you just leave listen let it go. i'm so sorry you're suing me anyway it's not about criminal you're suing me anyway what's the number we were t- we were dating i'm sorry that you passed out right uh, I, well, I don't i don't even want to i don't even know <laughs> i don't even know before i agree to that i don't even know here here's this money let's yeah let's listen let bygones let's bygones. just let it let's not let it get into the media Right, because right. the rest of it's been such a train wreck. Let me have one thing not right, happen. which is also oh man, we're getting real political here, which is also a, a hard thing too, because you know whether it's whether the situation has happened by a uh, athlete or a famous person or your next door neighbor, like the repercussions on the individual are, are huge, same. huge. Like it's it's emotionally scarring. Uh, it's just it's always weird to me that like. Because they're in, it's the media. Because he's a football star, now they want to drag it, make it even a bigger deal. Yeah, it's got to be way harder. So I watched the uh, this movie was on the other day, and it's kind of funny to watch it. It's Notting Hill with Julia Roberts and Hugh Grant, but it really it's even more apt now because a big part of it is like lame British romantic comedy. They're falling yeah. in love, blah blah blah. But at at the one point where it turns out that the media finds out that she's at his house and they slept together, and he come he walks to the door in his boxers and his shirt. And then she opens the door, and she's in, like, one of his button-ups. And so now it's obvious that something happened between the two right, of them. Right. And she's freaking out. And she's like, you don't understand. Every time they write a story about me, this is going to come up. Every time I come to England, this is going to be something they mention. Every time I travel overseas, this is going to be in the article somewhere. Like, like for you, it's ten minutes. For me, it's the rest of my life right. where this is a thing. And it, it is – being famous can be hard on these people. It can be. Uh, but still – I'll go back to this is what I always say when we have these conversations. Famous or not, make the right decisions. You won't have to worry about stuff. Listen, if you if right? you uh, hopefully, like hopefully. if like if this winds up being 100% false, sucks for him. And, and it does suck for him. It does. If this winds up being a 50-50 story where he he hurt her some way emotionally, she's getting back at him. They're both wrong in this situation. Then he kind of earned it. Not 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 to be accused of something he didn't do, but just for the ugliness of it. Yeah. Like if you're a bad person, you get bad press. But if he's a terrible person and he did what, what she's accusing him of, I mean, I, I wish she'd have gone to the police first. Yeah. And maybe she did. And maybe know. she did. I don't we have don't the details. don't know all yeah. the facts. What we do know is we're going to have to come back and talk a little bit more about the uh, X-Men here. <laughs> You're listening to Nerd Thug Radio. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. 
on Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses. Be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. Hey, Haywood Jeffries, former Houston Oilers wide receiver on Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. Whoa, 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 whoa. Air horn. Explosion. Explosions. Oh, no. Is this, is this a war now? Nerd Thug Radio. And they turn Bienvenidos to Thug Radio. <laughs> Welcome to the go home segment of this Friday edition of Nerd Thug Radio. We're getting you ready for your week end. And then we'll oh, be back on Monday okay. to get your week started. I really, like, I've decided Mondays are the best day of the week. I've decided you're an idiot. Um, actually, I do like Mondays because I don't have anything to do once I'm done with the normal job. Yeah, that's your free day. Monday's my free day. <laughs> I like Mondays because I feel like you're kind of the one who taught me this, though. That, like, Monday is, like, the setup day because no one does right. stuff. So then Tuesday is when stuff gets done. In my line of work, which is sales, which I've been doing for a long time now, People don't really want to see you on Mondays because they're getting their week started, so they're trying to get everything lined up. So that's a perfect day. Everything they neglected Friday, they got to they they finish. Day, yeah. And then they got to get set up for the week. Yeah. So Monday becomes the day where you set up everything you're going to do that week. I and so it, I've Mondays really embrace that strategy. So like Mondays can actually be pretty laid back. Like you know, it's like I don't want to wake up. Well, you know what? There's, you don't have to do a whole lot on Monday. Yeah. You just wake up, put really, some office time in. Really Tuesday. Well, so Monday becomes the important day in the sense of like being organized. You get yourself organized. You get yes. your whole week. You get Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday set up because come Friday again, no one no yeah. wants to see you. Yeah. They're finishing up. You're ready to go and home. And it's the weekend again. No, uh, you're right about beautiful. that. I do think that's. It's beautiful. I think that's a smart thing. Nope. I've been this successful this long. I mean, you want something. something right. Yeah, you're not. Uh, right. So it's X-Men. I haven't read any of it yet because I, I don't have time to read. Uh, <laughs> Plus, you don't like to. It's difficult. There are like, words well, in there's it. pictures, so I'm good. <laughs> I have done zero out of z- out of five, five like New Year's resolutions. Like none of them I've done. Yeah, I've been so busy. None of I haven't. I haven't lost as much weight as I wanted. I am down, but I'm not as down as I wanted to I be. I wanted to read. I wanted to get back in the gym. I'm supposed to get back into Taekwondo. I think there was something else, but none of it. None of it. Eat healthier. None of it's happened. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, There's always 2020. Next June. What? Nico keeps calling it the space year 2020. Space year 2020. I guess because it's like so far out. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. I mean, it, it, it feels like right? in some ways it is. What was I doing? I was thinking about something the other day, and I was like, holy crap, that was like 20 years ago. Like when you start thinking like uh, the 90s, yeah. right? No, yeah. Like, holy jeez, that was like 25 years ago. Yeah, no, it definitely is a weird thing to think about, like, how, like, well, because we're old now. Yeah, yeah. We are not young. Uh, you're older than I am. I am. I'm ancient. six-year-old man. Child you. <sighs> man, child, that's fair. All right, so what's up with this X-Men? What's going on? All right, so Jonathan Hickman, who pretty much every time he writes one of these big stories for Marvel, he writes a really big story, right? Like, so Secret Wars and the Illuminati and all that was... Yep, yep, that's him. It's a whole big deal. Um, so this time he's basically redoing the X-Men. And the way the story went is when they came to him, they said, hey, do you happen to have, like, an X-Men idea? And he pitched him on a huge idea, and he was like, but if we do this, we've got to do it. Like, it's going to be big. Like, we're going to cancel the books, restart the line. Like, my idea is too big to just, like, work in. And so, you know, they were kind of, like, they were hesitant to do that because they, they were trying to go in a certain direction. And finally, they were like, you know what? Let's do it. Okay. Re- reboot it. Let's do it. And so House of X and Powers of Ten. Powers of X, but they mean X is a 10. Okay. And it's telling two parallel stories that are intertwined. Intertwining, that's interesting. And the crux of the story, the the thing that pushes these stories and makes it all together, is that Moira McTaggart is a mutant who has the ability to, every time she dies, she wakes up with the memories, like she resets back in the womb of her mom with all of her memories of all the past lives. And she has the ability to change what's 
she can interfere with time. So she keeps rebooting, like Edge of Tomorrow, but all the way back at birth. Wow. Okay? So we're like the story is kind of the story that they've built so far. They showed you the future, like a thousand years into the future of this new world that Mag- that Professor X and Magneto have been building, because she keeps trying to change the outcome. She keeps figuring out that mutants and humans just can't live together. They can't keep, coexist. They keep winding up going to war. So very early on, she tries to cure. She comes up with a cure for mutant mutation, and she's like, "This will solve the problem." Well, Destiny, the fortune teller of the Brotherhood of Mutants, sees the future that Mora is trying to create, and it's a bad one for mutants. So her and the Brotherhood of Mutants come and they kill her. And Destiny basically gives her a warning. She's like, this is not the path. If you go down this path, I will find you every time and we will kill you and you will never succeed. Because your what you're doing isn't helping people. Because she's like, well, I'll just give it to the mutants who want it. And she's like, do you really think they're going to let you pick who you give this yeah, to? No. Like once it's out of the box, it's going to be forever. What's in the box? So, she, uh, so the, fi- the finale to that lifeline is she's like, Pyro, burn her. But burn her slow so she knows the pain of this death. So she knows to make the right decisions from now on. So Moira McTaggart then has to like, she's trying to come up with a process to fix the world. Um, like, so that the end goal is mutants and humans together. But every time it reaches certain points where sentinels show up. And then the Nimrod shows up. And then like it's down, eventually it's all, it's all downhill from there. So one lifeline, she becomes a super assassin and she kills all the Trasks. Because they're the people who invent the sentinels. Well, they just show up a few years later from a different company. So then she's like, well, crap, like robotics and Sentinels are going to be here no matter what. So I've got to find a new way. So she keeps trying to, she tried Professor X, she tries Magneto, she tries Apocalypse. She tries all these different individual paths and nothing is working. So she kicks over the table and she's just like, all right, let's do something crazy here. So this time it's Xavier, Magneto, and I believe Apocalypse. And it's revealed in this, this book that came out this week, Powers of X number four, that they also went to Mr. Sinister. So it's basically all the key players of the Marvel Universe mutant world are all going to be working towards one goal hmm. of saving mutant kind. Interesting. Where's Cable in here? Why isn't he there? Well, where's Scott? Uh, so they just did in House of X three and four. They tell the story of this reality. There's a Mother Mold, and Mother Mold is like a completely independent artificial intelligence. So even the humans are a little afraid of it. So they've got it in a base orbiting the sun. And essentially what they're going to do is they're going to turn her on. And if they lose control of her, they're going to shoot her into the sun. But they're going to turn her on and try and control her and use her to fight the mutants. When they, uh, Moira McTaggart, though, has had Forge monitoring technology. And he figures out that it's there in the sun. So Professor X and Magneto shoot a team or send a team of X-Men over there to go deal with it. So Cyclops put together a suicide squad, basically. It's Cyclops, Wolverine, Jean Grey, uh, Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler, Husk, and Archangel, and Monette. So the idea is the eight of them are going to go, they're going to kill the the Mother Mold, and they're going to destroy the space. That's their goal. Uh, When they get there, they get three, there's four, like, prongs holding the head, holding the the Mother Mold uh, suspended. They get three of them undone, and the fourth one, they figure out what they're doing, so they just open the airlock there. So you can't get to it. It's in open space. So Nightcrawler and Wolverine have been dealing with stuff. At this point, like things have gone wrong, though. There was a suicide bomber. Like All kinds of crazy stuff has happened. Archangel and Husk are already dead. Mystique just got shot into space. Um, Monette is on, the, is on the, uh, the, the Shi'ar ship fighting against all the security forces. Jean Grey just got shot out of an escape pod. Like Things are going wrong. Uh, and so, but Wolverine and Nightcrawler are like, we came to finish the mission. And so they're like, they're like, Scott, we can, we can get to that last one, you know, give the word and we'll finish this. And so Cyclops is like crying and he's like, he doesn't want to do it, but he's like, all right, do it. He's like banging on the glass. He's like, uh, let's roll. So Nightcrawler teleports her, him and Wolverine into open space in front of the sun. Immediately Nightcrawler burns alive. And Wolverine, as he's burning alive and trying to fight through, he's hacking away at the last little prong that's keeping mother mold attached and mother mold the humans panic and they turn mother mold on and mother mold starts talking like mad stuff she's like the humans are my gods which makes you the titans the failed lineage of of them and i will conquer all of you and it's like it's going crazy already like it was definitely not supposed to happen so wolverine cuts the last piece as he's dying and this the the mother mold falls into the sun but 
Cyclops gets killed, Jean Grey gets killed, like they all die. And so Professor X is sitting there crying back on Krakoa, the little island that he's, they've created. And he's like, every time, no matter what we do, every victory is ash. Like every every small step is, is, is a conquered one. He's like, we are always the losers. He's like, no more, no more. And that's where it ends. So, like, I think coming into these new books, like, we're halfway through the story. Yeah. I think Professor X is about to get real militant. Real crazy-like. I think he's about to get real militant because I think he's tired of watching mutants. Is he walking or is he still in a wheelchair? He's walking and he's wearing, like, a like a jacked-up Cerebro helmet to, like, amplify everything he's doing. Um, so this is, like, Xavier, like, peak Xavier. Peak Xavier. But I think he's I think his feelings are hurt. Yeah. And I think he's, like... He got gunned real bad. I think he's like, we're done with, we're done, we're done being the whipping boy. So I mean, okay, so you you obviously can't. There has to be another another story to it, right? Like, can you foreseeably see Marvel keeping this storyline intact with Mora, where there is no Cyclops, there is no Wolverine, there is none of these. No, characters? no, no. So so Destiny tells her in her part of it that Moira, you're not. It doesn't. You don't do this forever. I see potentially only ten or eleven lives for you depending on what choices you make. So Moira knows there's an expiration date to this. That if she uh, if she I know, dies but like everyone she's died. So this specific story this timeline. Well, it just depends on who they were. So if Professor X has put them away in suspended animation like on Krakoa and is cloning them and using the clones and the real ones are safe somewhere, yeah. I mean, well you didn't bring that part of the story in. Well, it's 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 what people are speculating because Mr. Sinister is in this new issue. Oh, so he can clone people. That's kind of his whole bit. Right. Hmm, and so it's sort of like uh, apparently he goes to him at some point early in the past and then makes him forget that they ever met. Professor X is like, "I'll provide the samples you can't get on your own, and now I need you to, to be obsessed with collecting DNA of all the mutants but not know why because you're going to forget we ever met until I tell you to remember." And then left. And so I think I think that's the twist. That'd be interesting. And you can't trust Mr. Sinister. No, not at all. Not at all. And so I think that that's the thing. I'm really intrigued by these concepts, and I think that they're really doing something really bold. And what's well, a very I think we talked about this early on, and I've seen a lot of people uh, on Facebook who were discussing the same type of thing, where they're saying this is a really good cool concept about more where you can tell some cool because X-Men has always told some different stories um, and different like like one-offs that weren't really yeah. part of the story. Days of Future Past and stuff Days like that. Days of Future Past. What was the other one? Um, I had like it was like a what was it like a four or five uh, trade run where it was like something totally different and there was the Ultimate X-Men which is also different. Oh you're talking about like Age of X and all yeah, that? So yeah. There's yeah. a bunch of different stuff so this is a cool way to keep it all in one timeline but then tie it all back together exactly. and tell some cool, bold stories you don't necessarily have to continue with exactly. until you find the one that you want to move forward with and, the and thing reset everything at the same ex- time. Exactly. And the thing that is really neat, I know we're up against it and we're going to get out of here, is the, the, the one where she sides with Apocalypse. She, like, they call her mother, and she's like Lady Apocalypse. Like, she's like full, like, she full commits to all these different lives. Yeah. So, like, and that one, she's like blued out with like the Egyptian stuff all over her and all that. Nice. And she's like fighting alongside oh, Nice. Him. Like, they looked really, it's been given a lot of thought, and the art's great, and the story's been super interesting so far. I, I'm just curious where it lands. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what makes a great, uh, a run. Absolutely. Right? So great, makes a great series when you do these big stories. Same. Every big story is like, like, man, i, I got to keep reading because I want to know I want to know what happens. Where it goes what from. happens next. Well, that's what's going to happen for us next. We're going to get out of here, and we're going to see you again on Monday. Ooh. Enjoy your weekend. I'm the Captain Joey Savage. Corey DLG. Same nerd thug time. Same nerd thug.